Well, guys, my name is Colby. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pornography, people-pleasing control, and for about the past year and a half, anxiety. What is up, guys? I'm going to start out tonight uh, really just by reading some scripture. I think it is better than anything I could say. So here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And guys, I want to pray just one more time before we get started real quick. Lord, uh, thank you for this time you've provided. Man, thank you for a place that we can gather and really glorify and honor you. It's easy to read this text uh, and say the words, be anxious for nothing. But I know there's people that are walking through those doors that are anxious about a lot of different things. Man, I pray that there's a peace that they cannot explain that comes over them. They feel like this is a safe place, knowing that God's people are here and that they care for them. And if they're here for the first time and don't know who you are, I pray that they start to ask questions. Lord, thank you for this time. I ask that it honors and glorifies you uh, and brings glory to your name. Thank you so much for this time. Lord's name we pray, amen. Guys, thank you. Uh, so a little bit about myself. So I came on staff here at Watermark a year and a half ago. I started in a ministry called Crossroads. Uh, it's our fourth and fifth grade ministry. And so I was in sales before that. I was in pharmaceutical sales for six or seven years. And I was really good at it. They asked me to come over here and I said, no thanks, I'm making too much money. I appreciate it though. Uh, but then I continued to pray and process and I came over came on staff uh, and started really wrestling with anxiety. I would teach on Sunday mornings at the 9.15 and then the 11 o'clock service. And Sunday turned into the day I hated the most. I would wake up at two o'clock in the morning, uh, heart racing, anxiety, couldn't go back to sleep thinking through, okay, what does the day look like? Uh, what do I need to get done? Man, I wonder if these people are gonna like the talk. I wonder if these leaders are gonna think that I'm gonna say something profound and they'll wanna follow me. And it like, it destroyed me. I would wake up Sunday and I was just like, oh man, I think I'd, I should not have taken this job. I think this was the last thing I should have done. And I continued to go and continued to go and just wrestled with anxiety. I would wake up on Tuesday mornings, wake up real quick and be like, is it Sunday? Oh good, it's Tuesday. Like that's how much anxiety I had. It was wild. And guys, you may not be the person in here that's like, man, uh, standing on a stage gives me anxiety. You might be the person that's like, man, I'm always thinking, what is that other person thinking? I hear that whisper behind me and I'm wondering if they're talking about me. The other one could be, man, uh, I'm worried about my finances. I do not know if I'm gonna be able to pay the mortgage next month or I had an unexpected, unexpected car emergency and I don't think I'm gonna be able to pay to get my car fixed. You could, be, uh, you could have gotten in traffic on the way here and sat there and been like, my day did not go the way that I wanted it to and I'm frustrated and now I have anxiety because I'm getting here late and I don't know what tonight looks like and I'm here for the first time. It could be large groups. You could be sitting in here praying. No one notices you sitting in the back just being like, man, I just need to get through this time. Someone told me to come and this is where it gives me the most anxiety. And then you could be the person sitting in here. That's like, man, there's one question I've had for a really, really long time and I'm anxious and I don't really wanna ask anyone because I'm afraid what they'll think about me but you could be sitting there thinking, man, where am I gonna go when I die? And not knowing that is filling me with anxiety. And so guys, 
I wanna let you know, there's probably people in here that are like, hey, I'm just anxious. I have no idea why, but I'm sitting here with a ton of anxiety. And I wanna let you know, I don't think that God wants you to hold on to that. We're gonna look at it today. We're gonna see what he says about it, what we can do about it and practical steps that we can take. Because if we look at the beginning in verse four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Guys, I think that we want to rejoice. And when it says rejoice here, it's not a happiness that's based on circumstances or a situation, but it's a deep contentment in the Lord, a sovereign, good God, living God that is wanting to give you peace, even in the lowest valley, like he said. But I think we have trouble because there's something here that's blocking it. We wanna rejoice, we wanna rejoice in the Lord, but there's a giant wall and it's called anxiety. And it's like, man, I don't know how to get around this to rejoice. For me personally, it is about a seven by five box that sits right here. Uh, And anytime I'm right there, I'm like, I wanna get around it. How can I get over? Maybe I can jump on this side of the stage. And it gives me a ton of anxiety. It's funny that the person that struggles with uh, people pleasing Anxiety with teaching is up here talking about anxiety. I don't think that's by accident. And so it's been interesting to lean in. So what we're gonna do tonight is look at three things, three practical steps that you can take if you're like, man, anxiety is part of my story. I am anxious. You didn't say the one that I'm anxious about, but there's an anxiety in my heart and I don't know what to do. And so we're gonna look at three things, pray, think, and practice. For y'all that take notes, this is perfect for you. Pray, think, and practice. So we're gonna start with pray. So pray, what is praying? I think we're like, man, I'm a Christian or I know that I think I'm supposed to do this, so I'm gonna pray and do I just talk? I feel like I'm talking in my head. But it is an opportunity to communicate with God, to remind you of who God is and who you are in relationship to God. I had someone tell me earlier, man, it is a dependence. It reminds me of my dependence I need to have on God and the fact that I'm desperate. I pray because I'm desperate. And I don't know if we always think that. And so, man, what does that look like moving forward? So in verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So we pray with supplication. I would read that and I'd be like, perfect supplication sounds great. And then I'd turn to my friend and be like, what supplication again? I have no idea. And so I'm gonna tell you guys, and I think it's good to define what these words are so you know, what am I supposed to do? So if you Google it right now, supplication, it says the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. So the action we can take is pray humbly, asking for God's help, but not just pray humbly, with thanksgiving. And it's with thanksgiving because it it reminds us of who God is, his faithfulness, And really it's a gratitude that we can have because that gratitude leads to thanks, which then leads to praise. And I think I forget that in my own head. And I don't think about praying first. I think, man, I'm gonna take it under my own control. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna white knuckle it. But it says the first thing that we're to do is pray. So pray humbly, ask for God's help with grateful acknowledgement of what he has already done, what he is doing and what he's gonna do in the future. So God through prayer is trying to realign and restore peace to us. And I don't know about you, but there's sometimes I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna pray. I feel no peace still. What does that look like? And I can wrestle and I'm like, man, I thought if I did this, this would be enough. And so what does it mean? 
let your request be made known to God. Literally, it means to let your request be let up. And I don't think I do that. I don't know if we all do that. Um, and like I said, I tend to white knuckle it. And I'm like, man, I'm just gonna do it on my own. I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna figure it out. And that's not what he asks us to do. He doesn't want us to just hold on to it, white knuckle it. I think sometimes here, you might even hear a phrase sometimes that says feelings are real, they're not reliable. Has anyone heard that? I've heard it a ton being around here. And so I think there's two camps when it comes to that. And I wanna explain what that means. When we say that or you hear that, it doesn't mean, man, okay, I have these feelings, I'm anxious, I need to just suppress it, I need to just sweep it under the rug. There's another camp. And this is what I want you to think about as you think about those feelings. And if you're feeling like, man, uh, I really feel like I wanna sleep with my girlfriend, I'd say, don't do that, that is sin. That is off the table. But man, I'm having these feelings and it's not a dictator, but it should be an indicator for you. An indicator that, man, there's something off here For me, whenever I feel anxiety and I'm sitting right there and I'm like, man, I'm a bit anxious about this talk. I don't know what it looks like. I'm like, man, there's something off in my heart. I'm either not believing something to be true about God or man, I'm really, really focused on myself or I could be focused on y'all. I could be focused, man, I wonder what they think about me. Man, are they gonna like this talk? Is it gonna be important to them? Are they really gonna wanna hang on to every word? And at the end of the day, man, that doesn't matter, right? And so as I think about this, um, I thought of this. We can sit here, water right here, and we have all these different anxieties. Man, I don't have enough money. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay my mortgage. Man, I really wanna send my kids to college, but I don't make a lot of money, and I wanna give them a better life than I had. Man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that for them. Man, I'm really anxious. If this relationship's gonna work out or if it's gonna be like every other relationship I've been in before, I've heard these words before. Man, I kind of know the way this is going. I'm anxious about it. Man, I'm anxious about, man, I could be in college right now and I have a test, I have something big coming up and I'm anxious and I'm anxious and I'm anxious and I'm just anxious about everything. And so we try to push everything down and we try to push it down. But as soon as we try to push it down, they just come right back to the top. And we're like, man, I'm gonna suppress these feelings. I'm just gonna sweep them to the side and they keep coming back up and it's like, hey, nothing I do is working. I wanna suppress it, move it to the side, sweep it under the rug. I just don't wanna deal with it. But that's not what God calls us to do. What does he say? Let your request be made known to God. So what he's wanting us to do is take one of these anxieties and instead of holding on to it or pushing it down or trying to sweep it under the rug, he's like, man, give that over to me. Let your request be let up to me. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that I do that very often. I think what I do is I try to hold on to it. I'm like, man, I'm just going to figure it out myself. And culture would tell me, man, just figure it out. You've got this. Be a man about it. And I'm like, man, I don't think that I can do this. And God's like, you're right. You can't, but I can. And I wrestle with this on a daily basis about a ton of different things. And so as we continue on, how do we do this? We pray with supplication and thanksgiving so that the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so the first thing we do is pray. 
And as we continue on in the verses, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So the next thing I want you to do is to think. I want you to think about these things. And what do we think about? Things that would honor the Lord, that would help us worship God and really service others. And so guys, the first thing we wanna realign our hearts to God, reminding us of who we are and who he is. And then we wanna refocus. We wanna rethink the way we do things. And what do we think about? Whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely. When I'm anxious, I'm not thinking about things that are true. I'm not thinking of things that are honorable or just or lovely. I'm thinking about myself or I'm thinking about you. Man, do you like it? Do you like what's going on? I wonder what they're thinking about me. I'm thinking of everything else but these things. And what is God calling us to do? Think about these things. So I want you to just stop and pray. Lord, man, I need you. I need your help. Help me realign and refocus on the things that would honor and glorify you. Well, how? How do I think about these things? Romans 12, two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and perfect and acceptable. How do we renew our mind? How do we do those things, right? Well, we continue on 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So how do we think about true things or correcting those thoughts? We go to God's word. We go and spend time with God and we read his word. It's almost like there's a God that's like, hey, I know you're gonna struggle with anxiety, Colby. And so I'm gonna give you something to do. I want you to spend time with me and be in my word. And it sounds so basic, yet how often are we like, man, I'm gonna try to figure it out on my own. If I just do enough things or I try to figure it out on my own, maybe then I won't be anxious. And I don't know about you, but when I start to think about it and I say it out loud, like I'm saying it to you, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes a ton of sense, but I'm not doing it. And he calls us to. I had a friend as we were talking about this, he's like, man, what you need to do is be thinking about the things of the Lord be spending time in God's word daily, reminding yourself, memorizing scripture. He's like, Colby, I, uh, I had a science teacher one time. He's like, guys, uh, I'm gonna give you some time. I have this vacuum that's sitting right here. And what I want you to do, I'm gonna give you some tools. I'm gonna give you 15 minutes. And what I want you to do is displace, remove all the air from the vacuum. And he said, they looked at it and they're like, okay, I think we can do some of these tips, tricks. This will probably do it. Gives them 20 minutes. He's like, hey, is everyone ready to go? He's like, yep, we've got it. I think that we're gonna be able to get all this air out of there. He's like, how long did it take you? They're like, ah, 20, 30 minutes maybe. He's like, okay, let me show you how you do it. He cut open the vacuum and filled it with water. He said, that's how you displace air from a vacuum. It's not about tips and tricks and, hey, what's the best thing for me to do? It's about filling yourself with the right things. Spending time in God's word. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, filling your mind with the things of God. So I want you to pray and I want you to think about the things of God and to be practicing those things, right? Because as we continue on and we think about this, what does it look like to not just read it, but to do it, have action in it? 
It says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So the third thing, practice. We said, hey, the first thing we're gonna do is pray. We're gonna remind ourselves that we're dependent on God, that we can't do it on our own and to help us slow down so then we can think about the things of God, right? Filling our mind with the things of the Lord, spending time with him, reading scripture, being around his people, but then practicing those things, right? To regenerate ourselves. What you, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Even Paul says that he learned how to be content in any and every situation. I think sometimes we pray and we're just like, Lord, I think you're gonna let me be content. Oh, what? Man, I'm disappointed. I thought, I mean, I did with the scriptures. I mean, I think I did. Colby was reading, I mean, was it a different version? Maybe ESV, I don't know. And we're like, man, why didn't it work? Practice these things. Paul had to practice. He had to learn how to be content, right? He didn't just wake up and he's like, well, I'm just gonna be content today. I hope it all works out. Here we go. No, he spent time, right? Spent time in God's word. Spent time knowing it. And he was going through those situations. He was shipwrecked, beat, right? He went through all these different things. It's not like, well, he just had a really easy life, guys. And that's just the way it worked out for him. Sucks for you, sorry. No, he practiced and practiced and spent time doing it. And I think a lot of times for me, especially living in a world of instant gratification where I can pull out my phone and get just about anything that I want. I want it done like this. Or I'm like, man, I wish someone else would do it for me. Just give me the tips and tricks. Just tell me how to do it and I'll do it. And God's like, I've told you how to do it. And sanctification is a lifelong process. Sanctification, the removal of the power of sin in your life. And it's gonna take time and I'm sorry, it's not gonna be tomorrow. It may not be the next day. It might take more time than that. But he's calling us to do that. Really, he wants us to take our eyes off of ourselves, to not be so focused on this one situation I have, be reminded of God's goodness and be thankful. Like, man, I have so much to be thankful for and I'm so focused on this one little thing. And man, I'm just so focused that that's all I'm thinking about as well. He's like, man, let me renew your mind and remind you and be thankful for it but I think we get stuck. I think there's a disconnect. I don't think that we run back to God as much as we think we do or as much as we say we do. And culture would tell you, man, pick yourself up, figure it out and do it yourself. You've got this. And I think a lot of times we're like, hey, if I'm honest, I don't think I got this. And God's like, you're right, you don't, I can help you. And where I get stuck, guys, is the future that I really want and the future that I fear. And in that gap, I fill it with fear and anxiety and worry and I think what God is telling us, what I'm wanting you to do, want you to do in that gap, in that valley is to fill it with trust and faith. And I find that really, really hard because I want to take it into my own hands and be like, hey, I'm going to figure this one out. My dad's always told me, figure it out yourself. Be a man, do it. And I'm like, okay, I will. And I'm disappointed because I didn't figure it out. And as I've wrestled over the past year and a half with this, I'm just like, man, I'm going to try these things. I'm going to put it into practice I'm gonna do what the word says. I'm gonna pray with supplication and thanksgiving. And I'm gonna think about the things of God, not the things that I think will maybe might sort of possibly, hopefully fix this situation, but the things of the Lord. And Lord, I don't know if I can trust you, but I'm gonna give it a shot. 
And it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen the day after, but I'm gonna continue to trust in you. And slowly, that anxiety wasn't as bad as it was when I first started. I'm not waking up at two o'clock in the morning with my mind racing or this morning like, I hope the talk goes well. I don't know if the ping pong ball, ball they're gonna float. I don't know if it's gonna work and what that looks like. I got balloons under here because we we're gonna try something else. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm like, man, racing through my thoughts. And I was like, I, it's gonna be okay. Really, if I think about it, I'm super thankful. And what an honor it is to get up here and get to talk to you about what God's word says. And it's not about me at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. And if I'm honest with you guys, I really don't care what you think about me. I love you guys and I'm thankful you're here. But I don't have to worry about like, man, did you think the talk was good? You wanna give me an attaboy? Even though I desperately am like, did you really like it though? I can be confident and sit here and it's like, man, it's not about what I say or did I write a good talk? But what does God's word tell us, guys? Because at the end of the day, my opinion matters for about that much. I'd rather you run to God's word and jump in here. And the peace that I have that I can't really explain is coming from the Lord, not from anything that I did or, man, I think the ping pong ball thing worked out great. It comes from God. And you have that opportunity. We all have that opportunity to stop and pray and just remind ourselves, okay, Lord, help me to stop and not think I can take control of this situation. Help me to fill my mind with the things of God. Remind me of truth, of your past faithfulness. Even though it feels like you haven't been faithful in my life, will you remind me where you have been faithful and that I can trust you? And then to sit there and put those things into practice, to actually do that day by day. And what that could look like for you, man, maybe you're like, I haven't opened a Bible in a really long time, Colby. Man, it might start with just reading a proverb a day. Or maybe you just take one verse and you're like, I'm gonna meditate. I'm gonna think about this one verse all day long and just allow that to fill my head. I'm gonna start doing these things one at a time. Guys, if you're in here and you're going through Regen, you have a Regen book. And we put scripture in there just so you can get in the habit of start reading your Bible every day and to read scripture every day, step by step. And it's like, I would just ask you, what is the one step of faithfulness that you could take? The one thing that you could do? Is it just one verse? I'm just gonna read this one verse like Colby said. Guys, for me, I've read this for the past month, not a whole lot else. And I'm like, Lord, help me to meditate on it and really think about what you're trying to tell me. It took me that long to digest this, right? And to think about those things. But slowly, the peace of God is what I did get. And that I can trust in him and it's a little bit, a little every day. And that's what I want you to think about. Because God cares about you and he loves you. And he didn't send his son to die on a cross for your sins. Just so you can sit here and be like, well, I know he cares about my eternity, but my Monday night, I don't know if he really cares about. Man, my Wednesday when I'm really struggling at work and have anxiety about this meeting that I have that I gotta go to, I don't know if he cares about that. In the Bible, it says that he is both Lord and Savior. Savior, he cares about your eternities, not just giving you a get out of hell free card and says, here you go. But Monday, don't really care about that. He wants to be Lord of your life. And I'd ask you, what does it look like for you to say, man, I'm gonna give that anxiety, that worry over to you on Monday night. I'm slowly gonna try to trust you with these things. 
And that is what he's wanting for you guys and wanting for me as well. And so to just recap and remind you guys, what does that look like? We're gonna pray, we're gonna think, and we're gonna practice. And it all starts right here. I used to think this was a rule book growing up. Man, if I just follow the rules and I do good enough, man, then maybe I might sort of possibly have a chance to get to heaven. But who really knows, right? Only God knows. And that is not what the Bible teaches you. I used to think of my life and thinking of putting things into practice is like, man, it's performance-based acceptance. If I do enough good things, then I get to go to heaven. And I used to think of my life as a stock chart where it's like, man, I did regen, that's awesome. Oh man, I fell to pornography. Man, uh, I did equip disciple, this is awesome. Look, I'm reading my Bible, like Colby said. Man, look at that. Man, I fell and I fell to drugs and struggled with cocaine addiction. Man, but I went to church like four Sundays in a row, right? I'm crushing it. And that's the way that I looked at things until I understood that's not the way that God looks at us. If you have a relationship with the Lord and you've trusted trusted in Christ, that's not how he views you on a horizontal plane like that, but a vertical plane and looks down and says, hey, I see you as righteous because of what my son did on the cross. Not, hey, how many days without incident do you have? Hey, Colby, do you, 365, better do better. That is not what it's teaching when he says, put it into practice. If you have a relationship with God and you've trusted in Christ, and that his death, burial, and resurrection was enough and he paid for everything and demonstrated his love for you, that while you're sinning, while you're really wrestling with anxiety, he died for you, then he doesn't look at you of like, man, how good did you do? Did you do good enough? Man, does your good stuff outweigh your bad stuff? That is not what he teaches in this. He says, I see you as righteous because of what my son did on the cross. But now I've given you an opportunity to live that out. And it's acceptance first, based performance. And we do do these things because he loved us first. Let me pray for us real quick, guys, and pray that you would. Lord, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your word that you've provided this for us. Not to just read, but there's practical application in this. That you're not wanting us to just wander around on this earth that you've provided, but there's purpose for our lives. Thank you for caring about our Monday night and our Tuesday night and our Wednesday. Thank you for being both Lord and Savior of our life and caring about us. Not saying, man, I need you to get right first, Colby. And once you get good enough, then Jesus died for you. Thank you for demonstrating your love for me that while I was sinning, you pursued me and chased after me. Man, Lord, I'm so thankful for what you're doing in my life. And even though I still wrestle with anxiety and that I'm not perfect in these things, thank you for reminding me of your goodness that I can come up here and just brag about how awesome you are. And I can boast in my weaknesses so I can point to a God that loves me and cares for me and reminds me it's not about me. I pray this time was honoring and glorifying to you. And I pray for the people in this room that they would just think about, man, what does that look like in my life? I'm anxious, I don't know why. And they start to trace the breadcrumbs back chasing it back and chasing it back and trying to see, man, where is this anxiety really coming from? I pray tonight they would take one step of faithfulness. That might mean staying tonight. Man, that might mean confessing sin, Lord. I pray that you convict people to do those things. Man, convict my heart. If you find any grievous way in me, please root it out in my life and let me confess it and bring it to the light. Lord, I love you and we're thankful for you. Lord, as we pray, amen. Guys, thank you so much for the time. I just wanna, 
also touch on one thing. When it came to anxiety in my life, where it really started to change for me of like, man, what did that actually look like practically? When I brought that into the light and I told my bosses and I told the leaders that I was leading and even the kids in fourth and fifth grade that are like, why is he telling us all these things? That's when it had no hold over me. And I was able to just be like, man, guys, this is what I'm struggling with, anxiety. I'm not trusting the Lord. It had no foothold. And I was able to start working through some of these things. And that might be you tonight. You might need to confess and just say, man, here's where I am at the end of the day. Sorry, I thought I was falling. What does it look like in my life? Man, guys, I need to just be honest and I'm struggling with anxiety and I'm wrestling. Help me. If you have questions or you heard, man, I've never heard anyone talk about Jesus like that and I didn't know that he died on a cross for my sins. I pray that you would come up and ask me or find anyone that has a lanyard and go talk to them, okay? Man, I'm thankful that you're here and I'm thankful that we get this time together. I'm gonna invite uh, Ann up to go ahead and finish and tell you where we're going next, guys. Thank y'all so much. Come on in. Thank you, Colby. Thank you. Yeah.